I'm truly sorry man's dominion has broken nature's social union and justifies that ill opinion that makes thee startle at me, thy poor earth-bound companion and fellow mortal. From To a Mouse by Robert Burns, 1785. Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall, and this is the Awanajo Almanac, devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. This is the Almanac for September 8th to 15th, 2017, the last quarter of the corn moon. And here are some natural events. Last week's discussion about living with mice, or not living with them, as the case may be, brought a fair number of responses. It seems that nearly everyone has some experience and some strong feelings about dealing with these tiny creatures, so much like us in so many ways. Responses ranged from leave them be to strike quickly with lethal force. But most fell in between, expressing both distaste at having mice around the house and dismay at having to kill them. But there may be other answers. Lauren writes, The most humane and effective way to get rid of mice is to put cotton balls with a few drops of peppermint oil on them around where you see the droppings. It works like a charm. At our Awanajo Almanac Cobbs Cook Field Station, we find that fabric softener sheets are effective, but they have a horrible smell. This peppermint oil idea seems well worth pursuing. So let us know what non-lethal solutions you may have for when the wee beasties come a-calling. Field and Forest Report Making a trail through second-growth coastal woods untouched for a century or more, as your commentator has been doing recently, can be an enchanting experience. Even here in down east Maine, we spend much more time looking at our boreal forests from the outside than from within. Once within, we become part of the living woodland. Sunlight is bent and tinted green by the high canopy of spruce, fir, and birch. The sharp calls of a pileated woodpecker or yellow-shafted flicker are amplified by the silence to echo among the towering trunks. One nudge with the boot toe turns a fallen log into soft peat, releasing the aroma of soil being born. Creatures rarely seen elsewhere make startling appearances. Here, a large, glossy, black, white-spotted sawyer beetle lands on a stump, resting from its labors of laying eggs on the bark of dead or dying spruce, fir, or pine, where its larvae burrow into the wood can be heard scritch, scritch, scritching under the bark. Over there, a squirrel scolds the intruder from a hidden branch, as red squirrels will often do, but when it appears, it's not red at all but nearly black, giving an ominous air to the day. All around we see trees in all stages of life and death. Tiny seedlings, tiny seedlings looking so frail that any day they might fail. Ramrod straight saplings waiting for some sky to open up so they can reach the light. Majestic patriarchs and matriarchs overarching all. 
and far below, softly rotting dead trunks giving themselves up to make soil to nurture new sprouts sprung from their own seeds. It's hauntingly beautiful in those woods because they're left to themselves, undisturbed and unmolested, and thus they make a world sufficient in every way for all the creatures who live there. Death is here, yes, but not greed, not violence, not hate or destruction. Only the soft, slow changes of a healthy forest where all creatures live and die, not just for themselves, but for each other. And here's a rank opinion. How beautifully clouds purify water. How sweetly forests clean, cleanse the air. How well occasional small burns prevent huge catastrophic wildfires. How generously natural prairies, bayous, wetlands absorb floodwaters. How handily the earth turns death into life. How elegantly nature works when left to her own ways. And finally, a couple of seed pods to carry around with you. The first from Rachel Carson, 1907 to 1964. The more clearly we can focus our attention on the wonders and realities of the universe about us, the less taste we have for the destruction of our race. Wonder and humility are wholesome emotions, and they do not exist side by side with the lust for destruction. And from Carl Sagan, 1935 to 1994, the universe is not required to be in perfect harmony with human ambition. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself. <laughs>